0: Welcome to this latest episode of Grazia Life Advice. I'm Rhiannon Evans. Thank you for being with us. Our guest today is a former Love Island star who has carved out a new life for herself after undergoing a series of personal tragedies.
1: Hi everybody, my name is Marlon Anderson. I'm a motivational speaker and mental health advocate.
0: Marlin lost her mum and her newborn baby while trapped in an abusive relationship. She's also spoken in the past about her eating disorder and how online trolling after leaving Love Island had affected her.
1: When you take yourself out of the situation, when you've gone through it, you fast-forward time, that's when you can see things with clearer eyes. Every bit of struggle and pain that I've gone through has led me to be a better version of myself.
0: Not to be beaten, Marlon has channeled it all into a new life as a motivational speaker, most recently taking part in Look Fantastic's Fearless campaign and docu series.
1: I talk about grief, baby loss, domestic abuse, eating disorders, The reality of fame, you know, and reality TV, suicide. I talk about a lot of different struggles that um, people go through on a daily basis, which isn't spoken about enough.
0: As we always do, we finish the episode on the worst piece of advice Marlon's ever been given. Hers is one many of us will remember from back in the day. Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. It's basically telling you that the food is the enemy.
1: Mm. And that's not what food is here for, it's to nourish you.
0: (laughs) Obviously you can see we touch on some difficult themes in this one so if you think any of the things we've talked about might be triggering for you don't worry there are hundreds of other episodes to choose from in the Grazia back catalogue. I will say though Marlin's advice is very upbeat and she has a great outlook on life so if you're still with us who better to get advice from than someone who's been through so much.
1: Hi Marlin. how are you today? I'm good thank you how are you?
0: Yes, very, very good. I'm thrilled to have you here today. And I just wanted to talk before we get on to your piece of advice, which I have seen and they are great, to talk about a little bit about the campaign that you're working on at the moment. You're working with Look Fantastic on a campaign that's called Fearless. I think it'd be better if you explained what that's about.
1: Yeah. So it's a series of interviews with inspirational people that have gone through different kind of traumas, uh, personal experiences, and yeah, it's just a set of interviews on their YouTube channel, but raising awareness on mental health and trying to break the stigma behind keeping it within yourself and not being able to talk about what you've gone through, essentially.
0: And would you mind sharing? I'm sure lots of people have followed you since Love Island today, which is where they might know you from first off. Would you mind sharing what kind of things you go into in your video? Because obviously you've you've had a tough time in recent years, haven't you?
1: Yeah, so I talk about grief, baby loss, domestic abuse, eating disorders, the reality of fame, you know, and reality TV, suicide. I talk about a lot of different struggles that um, people go through on a daily basis, which isn't spoken about enough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And why did you think it was important to talk? I know you talk about your daughter um, a lot, who sadly passed away. Um, And you talk about the domestic abuse you faced as well. Why do you find it so important to talk about those issues?
1: Nobody talks about it. We live in a very fake reality where we try and portray the best of our lives. And actually, it doesn't quite go that way. Social media has become a very dangerous and dark place in a sense of we don't actually know what's going on behind the scenes, really. Because we're only showing what we want to see, or we're only showing what people want to show us. So we don't know what's real and what isn't. And by discussing things I've gone through personally, I know that it could help one person. But also on top of that, I know that if I talk about it, it leads other people to talk about what they've gone through. And it creates the domino effect. And that's what I want.
0: Yeah. And particularly the campaign is supposed to be inspiring and uplifting. Yeah. And is, that's the focus, right? If people want to go and watch those videos. Yeah, definitely.
1: All the videos are so uplifting. And it just also makes you appreciate things that bit more. You know, I watched a few of their other videos that they interviewed. I just thought, God, these these guys, you know, they're, they're inspiring as well. So,
0: Yeah. And we'll get into things a bit more um, when we speak about your advice. But I just want do you find those kind of moments hard? Is that, a, is that a tough day for you when you film those kind of things? Do you go home and sleep for a day or...
1: No, no, not at all. It's part of me, but I don't let it become who I am. It's my past. It isn't my present. It's not my future. It's it's led me to become who I am today, you know, in a sense. But it's it's a process of healing as well. If I wasn't able to talk about it, it's because I wasn't fully healed on it. And no one's ever fully healed, you know. That's a journey in itself. But no, I'm usually fine.
0: <laughs> so you can find those videos on the Look Fantastic YouTube, correct? Yeah. yeah. perfect okay I recommend you checking those out I watched yours yeah it was wonderful (laughs) Quite long. (laughs) (laughs) we have got you here to ask your best pieces of advice though as ever and um, I love your first one and is it right you have this as a tattoo can you can you explain what it is
1: without struggle there is no progress yeah so that's actually in Arabic on the back of my neck going down I got that done when I was younger. I used to be a huge fan of Miss Dynamite, and that was actually her quote that <laughs> she used to say quite a lot. And little did I know that quote would be become you know quite substantial in my life growing up.
0: I oh, so you had um, it a long time ago, in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um,
1: and I, I'm a huge believer in that. When we go through our struggle, actually, it's a part of progressing through life, and it you know it becomes who we are and how we get over things so yeah it just progresses us into getting where we need to be
0: yeah and have you always found that to be the case in life i mean it must be hard at the time when you're going through stuff to think oh this is worth it this will be worth it in the long run sometimes no 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 don't get me <laughs> yeah. wrong when
1: i was next to my daughter in an incubator or what, looked at my mom's dead body i heard there was no chance in hell anybody was going to tell me that that was going to be okay No. it's when you take yourself out of the situation when you've gone through it you fast forward time you know that's when you can see things with clearer eyes but essentially you know um everyone's journey is different and people take a different approach to things but with me i know that every bit of struggle and pain that i've gone through has led me to be a better version of myself
0: yeah and does that help you sometimes when you are you know having a low day i mean obviously not at the time but now does that still help you do you try and use that as a mantra to yourself
1: yeah definitely i mean i um, I have different mantras I have but what I try and do is not focus on the past too much anymore. I try and stay as present as possible and look towards the future because I think we can we can get caught up in mm. what we've gone through. You know, but it shouldn't dictate who we are or define us.
0: Yeah. And and just to ask I mean what what progress have you seen in yourself? How can can you track things and say I wouldn't be you know, as as confident I wouldn't be as happy if I would, you know, if I hadn't been through things. Yeah, I mean, for instance, when I was pregnant, my
1: body changed dramatically.
0: Mm. Um, my stomach
1: was never the same, but I never cared about that. That actually got rid of my eating disorder when I became yeah. pregnant. It completely counteracted everything. So when I look at my body now, you know, the biggest I've been, I don't care because I carried my daughter in that. And say, for instance, I don't know, grief. Grief is a funny thing. When I lost my parents as well, it's the same thing. You look at life differently. Yeah. Life becomes, you know, just temporary. So you enjoy it more. Um, domestic abuse, the violence I endured with my ex-partner, um, it makes you realize that you do have strength inside you. Mm. But all of this adds up to my spirituality. I'm very spiritual. And
0: okay.
1: It opens up parts of my brain which I never knew were there as well. So
0: Right. Yeah. Fantastic. And it, yeah, I mean, it's the case, isn't it, of saying like, otherwise, what what's going to happen to you if you don't take the positive out of those situations, yeah. right? No. Yeah. Your second piece of advice is there is no limit on what you can achieve. So did someone say that to you? Or is that something you've learned yourself in time? No, just something I've learned. I'm a great manifestor.
1: I'm great at creating a vision okay. board and predicting what's going to happen in the future. Like, it's crazy. I just set a task, set a goal, and I'll tick it off one by one and I'll change up my vision board. And I just think that we live in society where we're told that we can have, we have to work nine to five. We have to do this in order to get this and we have to suffer in order to get happiness where we don't, in fact, are, you know, it's, it's limitless. What we can achieve is actually limitless and we just need to look, look over what we are told.
0: Yeah. So. Can you tell me a bit more about your manifesting and your, I mean, is that literally, are you cutting out and pasting vision boards and, or is it more of kind you know, have you got yeah, literal ones on hands?
1: It's when you meditate, you envision what you would want your future to look like. It's a sense of knowing as well. I have a sense of knowing where I'm going to be. Um, it's just like, be, it, it might just be built into my soul, but like when I do these vision boards, I know how I'm going to get there, which step I take with the universe will direct you in different paths almost sometimes, but I know I'm always going to get there. Like, for instance, I remember reading a book by Vex King years ago and I said I really wanted to be published by his book publishers and I got published a year ago. My book is out soon, but that was ages ago. You know, you emit something small into the universe and it will give you it. That's what I believe.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, and it's obviously worked for you. I mean, when did you start doing that? Was that something you've always done as a teenager? No,
1: I mean, they call it the law of attraction. That's what they like to call it, but it when my mum passed away I kind of saw life very differently as I said my mind opened up to the possibilities of the universe being just limitless and I just I became woke I hate that word it's very you know, cliche but yeah I just started to manifest and I saw things for what they were and yeah I became you know like just maybe the more authentic version of myself I never was
0: <laughs> yeah and what kind of things do you I mean, is it one of those things that you wouldn't share or what kind of things are you now, do you now think you're aiming for? And, and, you know, is it material things or is it sometimes just, oh, no, I'd like to feel this way or that way?
1: No. So material, materialistic things are just a part of, you know, life. It's what we want to have. You know, it doesn't equal happiness. Everything is energy, I believe. Everything is a form of energy. I think that the ultimate goal is to be happy. But then we have to dictate what happiness means. What does happiness actually mean? And I think for me, it's when you are just one with yourself and you just you just be. And anything that comes in and out of your life doesn't affect your state of happiness. You know, something could go wrong and you understand that that isn't as bad as what it seems and that, you know, everything is temporary and nothing is actually what, it's, what it seems like, you know?
0: Yeah. Are there some things on there that you'll always have on there that will never kind of be... I think we spoke to Lulu Guinness a few few weeks ago, and she was saying some things you'll just never achieve. You'll always have to keep aiming for it. No, I
1: I, I don't know. <laughs> I just have things that I've ticked off. I've changed my vision board like five times because I've I've conquered oh, really? it. Really? <laughs> yeah, you know, like I want I want Oprah to interview me. That's that's at the top. But then oh, who yeah. says that's going to be at the top? You know, yeah. anything anything is possible. Like nothing, nothing has boundaries. You know.
0: Yeah, I love that. Well, when I see you on Oprah, I'll know. I'll, know. <laughs> I'll tick it off myself. I'll be like, oh, there we go. She did tell me. Um, your third piece of advice. Can you just explain this? You've said your mind creates your reality. What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, so your inner mind
0: projects what you're subconsciously
1: thinking. So without even realizing it, you're, you're creating what's going on around you. You're vibing at different frequencies, whether you're vibing high, vibing low, for instance, you dropped an egg on the floor that's pissed you off. Someone rings you, you know, and you have an argument with your sister and then you get feeling fine through the post. You're, you're manifesting that without even realizing because you're emitting this low frequency, mm-hmm. right? But you can change your state of mind and your state of being really easily by lifting your vibration up and just understanding that, you know, life may not be what you, what, what you think it is and that it's too short to be thinking like that. So when you turn your thoughts into more uplifting ones, you'll start to attract really positive things into your life,
0: mm-hmm. and that is
1: what I mean your mind creates your reality.
0: Okay, and is that are you really good at that? Are you like every day you're like doesn't matter that the egg fell on the floor, or do you have to sometimes relearn that yourself when things just no, don't up? No, I'm just
1: super chilled. I don't care. Really? I think when you see, when you see like a dead baby so I'm going to be really blunt with you mm-hmm. and the lowest of the low right and you've been traumatized and beaten by a guy and you've suffered with an eating disorder and your mum has died and you've just gone through so much heartache nothing and I promise you nothing can piss you off anymore right. I've just become in such a zen state mm-hmm. where all I want to attract is happiness and positivity into my life and I think I deserve that, so I would not settle for anything less. So if an egg drops on the floor, I laugh at the egg, and I'm like, "Cool, wasn't meant to be. It probably yeah. had some color in it." <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I'm like, "Cool."
0: I mean, that's totally, totally understandable. And I just, where did you find these things? I mean, you know, is there are there? I know you mentioned books earlier. Are there books you've read, or are there people you've been led by? Where do you find your inspiration for these things?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of self-help books. You've got Vex King, Good Vibes, Good Life. You've got Kyle Gray. You've got um, Louise Hay. Um, There are just so many books I've read, but also um, just understanding more how the universe works, I think. I I used to Google a lot of stuff, research, watch videos. But um, yeah, I think once your mind opens up to possibilities, you just kind of flow with it. Yeah, I, I meditate. Meditation just takes my mind off and yeah. really, really creates a sense of like purpose in my life as well. That sets me up for the day. I'm into crystals. I like incense, and you know, I just have really positive people around me. And I think when once you get rid of toxicity, mm. you know, and you're eating better, you're exercising, you've got fresh air, but you know, but you're also happy with what you're doing. That's that's when you reach a good place. I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Is it is it hard to cut the toxicity out of your life? I mean, have there thing, been things you found hard to to cut away mm, or not yeah. really? I mean,
1: at the beginning, it is when, once you learn why these people are in your life, they're there to teach yeah. you a sort of lesson in a sense. But I'm easy to cut people off like really quick. Yeah. <laughs> any 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 sign of dodging something i like, you're
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good to yeah. know. Uh, we'll be back with more from Marlon after this. I'm still here with Marlin. We are working our way through her six best pieces of advice and we're already on number four. Could you share with me what that is?
1: Number four will be we are all one. Okay. And I think as humans, we get lost in a place of being divided, um, you know, a so many politics, I don't want to go into it, but mm-hmm. essentially we're born with nothing, right? We, we're not born with a name. We're not born with anything. We are just ourselves. But as we grow older, we get labeled. We have so many labels, whether it's our culture, our um, our name, our gender, things that we're into, our hobbies, and these all get added into us and we become that. that. Instead of being us, we become the labels that we are given. Mm-hmm. And I think that we forget Essentially, we were all born the same way, this tiny little cell, right? And we're all energy. And I think that when we become united like that, everything is a lot better. Instead of being divided, division causes a lot of, you know, suffering in the world, which is so sad. And I think it's so nice to look at it as, you know, we're all here and in this together. And I think that we need to look at life a bit more that way. Mm. (laughs) Optimistic, but, you know...
0: (laughs) Yeah, as you say, it's very optimistic, but I mean, why not, you know, as you say, achieve for the highest we can. Is there anything you've learned over the last year that's made you wish that more people knew we were all one? I mean, people talk about COVID over the last year kind of brought us together, but I don't know if it did. We also were kind of separated. How how have you and where could we kind of use it more? I think
1: I think just recognising that we are all human With a physical body, but actually we all have have our souls here, Mm -hmm. you know. I think just knowing that we all have emotions and feelings, and everybody's on their own journey with their own purpose, and we don't, we shouldn't be judging where anyone is going through, and understanding that. And I think you know, when you see someone on the street, give them a smile. Why are we so separated? Yeah, cool. Everyone's wearing a mask, and I think that's you can't see people's emotions Mm -hmm. through a mask, but it's just going out of the way to make people feel welcome and a bit more loved. And I think that people appreciate that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you are on, you're huge on social media. Now you have hundreds of thousands of followers. How do you find that? I mean, do you, do you think people realize that you're a human being sometimes when they're writing things below your Instagram or? No, definitely not. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> um, i I don't know. I get so many random comments, majority are nice, you know, I'm quite lucky and fortunate in that sense. But people look up to me, which is really sweet, but I'm I'm also the same as them. And this is what I mean. We should never put anybody on a pedestal. We are all equal. We are all one and nobody's better than anybody else. And yeah, I'm talking about things that I've gone through and I have a platform, but that doesn't make me any better than someone that's talking about their experiences that has no platform. And I think this is a danger of social media and that celeb status that people strive for because you know we're constantly seeking to get that validation but that validation will never never give us that happiness that we're looking for
0: and you're such a positive person obviously i can tell just from speaking to you today but you know when people do come at you how do you respond are you quite good at saying don't care do you come back at them how how have you found is most effective to deal with people on social media just block it and delete it. Right. Um, you know, by then
1: you've read it and you've, your brain's taken it in, and it's a natural, you know, thing to just be a bit upset with the comment if it's bad. But essentially, you need to realise that these people are hurting themselves, you know, and whatever they're saying is a form of their own suffering. So you just need to let it let it go. And it, you know, when you when you get to grips with understanding that it's not you, it's them, that's when yes. you're on, a, on on the up and you're winning.
0: Okay, and I guess your fifth piece of advice, actually, we should mention, feeds into this because it's that comparison is the thief of all joy. Did you have social media in the mind when you wrote that, or is is that in other ways too? One hundred percent. When I came off the show years ago, I was just comparing
1: myself to everybody else that was coming off the show, what they were booking, what they were doing, and I was like, I'm not good enough. Why is everybody doing this and I'm not? And the more you look and focus on everybody else, you're losing on that, you're losing out on that energy which could be invested in you. So, yeah, definitely don't compare yourself to anybody that is not good.
0: (laughs) And that's easier said than done, though, when that is kind of Instagram's whole business model. Well, no, I don't follow people. I don't even
1: follow anyone, really. I just follow quotes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you? Yeah,
1: I don't like, I don't look at people's stories unless I'm hanging, you know, when you're bored and you're on your phone. But like, I will just focus on what I'm doing. And if I find myself looking at somebody else's life, I'll bring it back to me straight away. Because I'm like, cool, Marla, let's focus on you, not them.
0: And and talking about the show, that kind of positivity, does that mean do you watch watch Love Island still? Will you watch a new series? No. No comment on that.
1: No. No comment
0: on that, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that's so interesting. Your sixth piece of advice, and I think it, it encapsulates a lot of what you've talked about, is to trust in the universe. So, could you tell me a little bit more about that and explain why it's important to you? Yeah,
1: I think we all as humans want to have control over every outcome that we we live. You know, We go to work and we want everything to be fine. We want to make sure we can pay our bills. We want to control our happiness. We want to control everything. But when we create control, we actually create resistance in that. And when things go wrong, we feel even worse than what we did to begin with. And I think when you entrust in what the universe has for you, like that plan, that ultimate bigger plan you can then start to relax and just be like, cool, I know the universe has got me and everything's going to be all right. And it's having that hope. And I think hope is super important to live by. Without hope, we have nothing. And I think mm-hmm. it's just, just simple, but, but a good piece of advice.
0: I mean, tough times you've been through. Did you ever have times when you thought that hope wouldn't be possible for you? I mean, that that in itself must be quite a, a, a status you to be at. Definitely.
1: There, there were times where I was suicidal with no hope. But there was always something in my heart that spurred me to carry on. I would not be here today talking to you. Yes. And, you know, the future is a beautiful thing because it's the unknown and it can be created still right now. We can do anything we want with it. And that's why hope is so important to not lose out on that, you know, so.
0: Yeah. And how does the, the kind of manifesting and you putting that effort in to, so to speak, maybe effort is the wrong word, fit with trusting the universe? Is it about kind of, just tapping into that, how does that kind yeah, of relate? Well,
1: you have to have a really good balance. You can't be creating lists every day going, I'm going to manifest yeah. this today. And you end up blocking yourself from receiving it. You need to put it out there, let the universe know that's what you want. And then you need to take a step back and let that shit happen. And then it will just happen for you. You know, and there's a fine line, I get asked this a lot, like, how do you even manifest when you do all these visuals boards and you go right? And then you say, trust the universe. You just gotta do it. You just gotta admit what you want. Let it go, like put it in a piece of paper, throw it away and then it will do its thing
0: at the right time. Yes. So sometimes it's just about waiting and understanding that yeah, it, not the definitely. immediacy that we kind of obsess with now. No,
1: timing is everything. We, we all want things now, don't we? But we might not be ready for that thing right now. So
0: yeah. And the first time that you had kind of put something out there, and you thought, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna manifest this." And was it a sh- a shock to you is the wrong phrase? But like, did it kind of say, "Oh, okay, actually, this is working." And then you're you kind of continued to invest in that process.
1: No, I just, I just think that when things flow for you, it becomes so flowy you don't question it. Okay. It just becomes a part of your life. You're just creating things as you go along. So if I made a certain amount of money on a job, I'd be like, Oh, cool, come on, Mark, you know, and then I'd aim for more, and then it'd be something else. You just you just know it's happening and it's all good. Yeah. So
0: Well, listen, it sounds like a lovely way to live. I mean, you do you kind of wake up every morning just feeling relaxed and you kind of
1: No. <laughs> if it's really hot <laughs> and I haven't slept well, then now nah, I'm a little bit grouchy, but I know. I mean we're all human at the end of the day, but I just think that there's so much more to life. Yes. Then we meet our eye. And if only people could see, you know, that it isn't, it isn't, life isn't for us to be stressed out every day, it's to be enjoyed.
0: Yeah, I think that's brilliant. We always finish on a worst piece of advice because sometimes <laughs> <That's all good>. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as negative as it sounds. I think sometimes you learn something, don't you, from being told something that you then discover yourself isn't true. So could you yeah. share what your worst piece of advice was? So
1: nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. This actually came from Kate Moss when I was like a young, young teen. I think I saw it in a magazine and I was like, oh my God, that's such a good mantra. Whenever I get hungry, I'm going to think of that. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, I look back and I'm like, what the heck? What kind of advice is that? Um, it actually contributed to me then leading to bulimia, you know, binge eating and starving myself and overexercising. But any is basically telling you that the food is the enemy. Mm. and that's not what food is here for it's to nourish you <laughs> mm.
0: I think quotes like that took down a whole generation of women I think there's still women yeah. do you that, do you are... remember that quote? yeah and I think it's yeah. like there's a lot of things now that we're unpicking about like how women were treated in the 90s especially celebrities and how that's affected people so I think there's still a lot of people who are affected by that I mean is part of one of the things that you like to do do you like to talk about your eating disorder do you try and help other women who are still going through that
1: yeah it's more about body dysmorphia where you're not recognizing your self-love you know the worth that you have inside you because it all links down to self-love everything does you know in a sense of what what has happened to you for you to not love yourself enough to treat your body this way or whether you're, you're stuck in a really toxic relationship what is it about you where you don't love yourself enough to let someone treat you better. Mm-hmm. You think about it. So why don't you love yourself? Where's it come from? Is it your childhood? Is it, is it some sort of trauma that's happened? And so I try and provoke people's thoughts by my captions and what I talk about. So they can start thinking a bit deeper than to what's just surface level. If I tell someone to go and say 10 affirmations in the mirror, they're not going to get rid of their eating disorder by, no. by telling themselves 10 affirmations. It's not as simple as that. It's all these layers that we need to undo and take off. It's a lot more deeper than that. And I think by talking about it in a deeper way, people then start to think, oh, shit, yeah, maybe. Maybe I need to get help on that one time. Maybe it was that kid that called me fat when I was at school and I was a little kid and that stuck with me, you yeah. know? So,
0: And it's time as well. I mean, how long were you in the grip of those kind of thoughts and feelings?
1: Years, yeah. yeah. I'm just was from when I was like 14 to 24. Yeah. Wow, yeah. 25, so 10 years or so. Mm. and and it was very toxic it was very hard for me to get out of my mind and I needed to figure out why why was I like that why was this happening to me so mm.
0: and how does it feel now to be in comparison to where you are today you know in comparison to that former mindset it feels liberating mm.
1: <laughs> it feels free it just allows. I just feel like me feel like myself
0: <laughs> yeah fantastic Marlon, thank you so much for speaking to us today. I've absolutely loved hearing your life advice. Thank you. Huge thanks to Marlon Anderson. Do check out her work alongside lots of other inspirational people in Look Fantastic's Fearless campaign and docu-series. If you have been affected by any of the issues raised by Marlon's story, there are organisations who can help. Refuge are at refuge.org.uk and can help with domestic abuse issues. The Samaritans will always listen to any issue that's affected you too. Call them from any phone on 116 123. And we put some links to other organisations supporting issues Marlon talked about in this week's show notes. Thanks for being with us and see you next time.